BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome into our inaugural Cubs Talk podcast at Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. Alongside Kelly Crawl, our Cubs beat reporter, I'm David Kaplan from the Free and Post Game Show, and Ryan McGuffey from CSN Chicago. All right, Kelly, you've been on the road with this team. You've been around them the last couple days. What's the vibe now that we know it's the Giants, not the Mets, rolling into Wrigley Friday night? Hey, these guys are excited. It's been how many days now since they've been in game action? Like three or four at least. I know that they've been loose during their workouts, but a focused loose. You see guys really honing in on certain things, and I know poor Addison Russell really wanted a shot at those Mets since he didn't get to play them last year, but I think there's a number of the other guys who really honestly did not care who they were going to get. They just were ready to get to the postseason, and so I'm just ready for some games, Cap. Yeah, yeah let me, what's your okay, take? Look, you guys, <laughs> Kelly, follow the team. Cap, you've lived and died with this team. In the back of your mind last night, was there was there a team you were rooting for? I mean, you were rooting for the Mets, right? Um, I was just Hit, because right? they didn't run out Bumgarner and, you know, with Cueto and with Samarja and with Matt Moore. I looked at the Mets and went, okay, you deal with Syndergaard one time and the rest of them I think are fairly beatable. Right. They have injuries, right? I mean, right. they are the, banged up. The they're Giants are the, probably the most um, – they're the most complete team that – completely fell apart in the second half for whatever reason and now have seemed to kind of put it all back together. Well, no one wants to play with the Giants at this time of year on an even year, right? Do we go there? I mean, I think you have to go there. there How do you not go there? The whole even year thing. Why? But they have the intangibles. They have an elite manager, and they've got guys that have been there before. Guys, they know how to get it done at this time of year. You'd never want to mess with a team like that if you don't have to. Bumgarner, Posey, and Bochy together have never lost a postseason series. Eleven. You like that? Out of eleven. How do you not? I mean, that there's validity there. Yeah. They've you know they've never lost a game. One on the road either in that time, ever since 2010. They were. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I have my. I have my pro too, cub stance that I'm ready to drive down anytime you want to. But I think it's funny that to overlook the Giants is to be ridiculously foolish. Absolutely. And I don't think I anybody's think that overlooking them. That is one thing though. with the Giants that would never happen. Whereas the Mets, these guys could have looked at them and like just like you said, Syndergaard's out of the way at least for two games anyway, and we're in the clear. That's but fair. But with the Giants, no chance do these guys overlook them. I don't no think. Chance. Okay, I don't think we have to worry about the Cubs players or coaching staff or front office overlooking anybody. Whether it's the Cincinnati, <laughs> That's not how they roll. Whether it's the Cincinnati Reds or the San Francisco Giants. They're not overlooking anybody. This is more of Cubdom, right? I mean, this is October. <laughs> the rain and the black clouds are coming in. Um, and I think people are going, oh, here we go. Like, I tweeted some stuff out. I watched, like, an hour of Bay Area's postgame live last night so I could just see how they are interpreting things versus how we are interpreting things here in Chicago. It's a very – it's an interesting – not just the team, because I thought the team – the way they celebrated, at least on the mound and on the field, was okay. Business-like. Dude, Very business. Okay, that was fun. Now let's get to Chicago. But I the, the, uh, the analysts and all the hosts kind of – they've like, oh, yeah, the Cubs should fear us. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's not how it's – Right, Tim Flannery. 
Yeah. Well, Flannery was even better. But, like, the Aurelias and Papa, their host. One hosts. of the best third base coaches, though. Tim Flannery. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. What a dude. But I, I just think that um, it's kind of like a be careful what you wish for on the other side, too. I, I, don't, I don't think the Giants are ecstatic about rolling into Wrigley tomorrow. No chance. I think they are trying to puff their chest up and go, yeah, the, the, the Giants, they've won three World Series in the last six years. Right. And they're really good. They're talented. Bumgarner's a stud. You won't see him till at least game three. But I think the people around them, like the broadcasters, are trying to puff their chest up. I think in that clubhouse, they're like, we got our hands full. This is a really, really good Cubs team. This is not a team that's lucky to be there. Yeah, and what you said about the maybe broadcasters saying, you know, they should be scared of us a little bit. These, the Cubs aren't scared no. of anybody. Nobody. They haven't been yeah. all season long. I think I, very few players were watching last night's game. I mean, that's – They sure made it. I know whether they were just, again, being – Anthony Rizzo said he was definitely watching. I, I, I know, but not everybody Jason was. Jason Hayward said he was definitely not watching. In fact, he made it sound like he had – a prior obligation to be at last night. Ben Zobris said, was might, at Hamilton. I might DVR I mean, it and go back and watch. And yeah, and and I. No one DVR. Dexter like, Fowler was out with his. Jason wife, Hayward's not so, DVRing a game right. and going back and watching. Coming home from his mean, obligation, going. I'm just hey, hon, I'll be in it a little bit. I got a DVR. I'm going to sit here and watch pitch by watch pitch, it. even though I could just check on Twitter right now. You guys asked playing. me what he said to the media. <laughs> I'm just telling you what he said. <laughs> I don't know that he did. All right, so let's talk about the matchup on Friday night of John Lester, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, people think, well, that's their number two. Johnny Cueto actually was the All-Star Game starter. Johnny Cueto has got big game experience, pitched in the World Series a year ago. This guy is a prime-time pitcher. John had a historic season, his best of his career. Yeah, really good pitcher. And, I mean, I'm just thinking some of the numbers that ran across my mind. I, I mean, Chris Bryant hasn't seen him a whole lot, but what he has seen of him, he's done pretty well. Anthony Rizzo, on the other hand, not so much. So, right. I mean, not to say those kinds of things go through a player's mind, but it's a guy that, I mean, when he steps out on the mound, these these Cubs players know what they're going to see, and I think it's going to be tremendous. And, of course, our minds all jump ahead, even though – I can't wait for game three, too. An Arietta Bumgarner matchup be unbelievable. in San Francisco. But, yes, first things first, game one is going to be um, off the ch- charts great, and I'm, I'm just excited to get there. I mean, the other thing about Cueto that you look at is he's pitched in Wrigley Field a lot, and he's pitched against the Cubs well, a only lot. only twice in the last two years. But 15 times. <laughs> I mean, it's not a foreign place yeah, to With him. his I mean, run with the Reds, true. he was there a long he's time. He's pitched there. He's had made 15 starts there. He's got a 3.07 and almost 100 innings pitch. I think that there's something there. And obviously, the big game stuff. I mean, he pitched in the World Series a year ago. So, But he's also better at home than he is on the road. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to buy into, like, the home road stuff as much as probably some people are in the postseason. I just think it's the postseason. It's, like, time to put your big – you know, it's the John Lackey. It's time to put big your big, the big boy games, and I'm not here for a haircut and stuff. But What do you, what no, do you guys think about, of course, the whole um, Achilles heel to John Lester for so long was the run game against him. What do you think about the Giants in that category? I feel like of the two teams – the Giants may have been less likely to try and run on him than You're talking the, about Lester. the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Lester. I mean, that's the one well, thing, right, we still worry about. A yeah. Even though it oh, looks yeah. like Madden's put in a flawless defense behind him the way they've done it now for half a season already. But I just was posing that out there. As well, I listened to David Ross this morning on the radio, and he said, look, we've got this covered. We've yeah. got this handled. And – you have to be able to get on base to run. It's true. John has been magnificent it's all year true. long. He also said, don't throw anything into his last start. He goes, nobody was razor sharp. Guys were just enough. Let's go. 
spring training games are over. Let's get to the playoffs. He said he just didn't have his fiery persona the way you used to see it when the games were still trying to be for clinching. I think it's been really hard for these guys. I will say that if you look at the last series they had against Cincinnati, almost all day games, they haven't Tonight, they're going to finally at 7 p.m. hold their last workout of the postseason, but they haven't been doing things at night under circumstances where games have mattered in close to two weeks now. And I I thought it was interesting to watch um, Chapman come out the other day during a workout and try to, like, emulate or, you know, put yourself in a situation where these stands are packed, even though there's 40 media members sitting behind watching him. But, oh, no, let's pretend like there's 50,000 people here going nuts and try and pitch. And, I mean, he, they still, they were still clocking him, a couple of the guys. He was still hitting 90s, upper 90s. But that, you could tell there wasn't, it was tough for those guys to have the juices flowing. And the weather's going to be a factor, too. Why don't we take a timeout? We'll come back on our initial Cubs Talk podcast. Make sure you subscribe. CSNChicago.com slash podcast. Very well done, Bill. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with part two, and we'll talk about the matchup a little bit more on Friday and look at Saturday's pitching matchup as well. Warm up for every Bears game one hour before kickoff with Bears pregame live. Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, Jim Miller, and host Chris Bowden get you ready for kickoff and have instant reaction on Bears postgame live immediately following the game. The best Bears coverage in the city is on CSN Chicago. We continue on our initial Cubs Talk podcast for the playoff game one on Friday night at Wrigley Field. It'll be the Cubs and the Giants. The pitching matchup should be really good. Johnny Cueto, starter in the All-Star game this year against Cubs ace John Lester, who won 19 ball games himself this season. Cap, let I'm me with pose Ryan a question. Oh, yeah. and Kelly Crow. Yeah, Kelly will be on the road yeah, as well. Come on. I don't need an introduction. You're, 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 you got the face <laughs> and the name. I'm more of just the Kelly will be with the guy. team uh, in San Francisco when they travel there. Yeah. Guff and I will be back here at CSN. And it's uh, going to be a lot of fun to watch how this series develops and unfolds. We talked about the Lester Cueto matchup. What lineup do you believe that Joe Madden will put behind John Lester, knowing it's a righty on the hill, not a lefty? Does Javi Baez start at third, Chris Bryant and left? Does Javi Baez play second, Bryant third, Zobris left? What do you do? I'm uh, personally, I because this goes along with what we were just saying in segment one. Is Javi Baez applying these tags if they're going to run on John Lester? Yes, please. So I'm putting him at second base because if the running game is a concern, and yeah, the Cubs, David Ross said this morning on the radio about we have it under control, but look, it it, it is an obvious weakness for the Cubs ace. So why not put your best, probably the best guy in baseball, right, at applying the tag quickly and almost magically in some ways. in, in the wild card game, Denard Spann was safe on a great slide. I think Javi Baez gets that tag down. They called him out. They, they replayed it. He was safe. That's what I thought. I mean, he was safe. Yes. I don't think there was any really – I can't believe he was, it was not overturned. But Javi Baez, you know, I just, there's no doubt that Denard Spann is out in that, in that situation. I, I would put uh, Javi Baez at second, Ben Zobrist in left, and Chris Bryant at third. Kelly, what would you do? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, I – I don't think it's going to matter with those three guys and where they are, truthfully. I That's mean, I, I just – between Chris and Zobrist um, in left and third, wh- whatever you want to do there, I, I think you do put Javi either at second or third. I think he's got to be in the infield. I mean, obviously, he'll, he'll be in the infield. As for Chris, 
I I like the I like what you put out. I say put Baez at second. Let him let him do what he loves doing and loves doing it in front of the crowd and gets a rise out of it. I also think what I've seen of him defensively, what it's turned into offensively for him has been so great in the last two ish months. I, and and the focus he'll have. I I do. I do think there's something to be said, though, for Zobrist's experience and, and what he'll, I think, approach this, I guess, series-like in comparison to Javi and Chris, who've seen it a lot less this time of year. And, I mean, here's Zobrist, who just brought home a ring last year for Kansas City. Well, so do you put him at second just merely because he's got that experience and then you put Javi at third and Chris in, in outfield? Again, I think as long as those three guys are on the field, they're in good shape. It just depends what your analytics department comes back Absolutely. with about where the ball will most likely be hit. Yeah. And you put Javi Baez where the most balls will okay, be Okay, let me ask you a question about that. And I know analytics are a huge part of the game, and especially with the Cubs. Is, can you overthink yourself this time of year? Can you, can you overanalyze yeah. the numbers? He has admitted that. Yeah, so probably. Joe, right? Probably you can. However... They also are very good at knowing where their shifts are going to be, what type of a game plan they're going to call, where the pitch is expected to be. If we're pitching a certain guy away and he's a left-hand hitter, right. the ball's probably going to be hit to the third base side. Do you want Javi Baez or do you want Chris Bryant? There? I, I mean, I'm not questioning the Hall of Fame status of Theo in, in the front office. And borderline. If, if the Cubs win the World Series, Joe Madden's a Hall of Famer as well. You're going against another set of Hall of Famers on the other side. I mean, this matchup – it's almost like a World Series matchup in a lot of ways. But, Cap, I, I want to ask you a question. As a Cubs a, uh, analyst and as a Cubs fan, if you could separate yourself for a second, what concerns you most about the Chicago Cubs heading into not this round but the playoffs overall? Uh, probably their propensity to strike out. Now, it's been reduced greatly from a year ago. Chris Bryant went down 50 strikeouts. That's a lot. A in more at-bats than he had a year ago. So the only thing that concerns me in cold weather, home runs don't play as much. They're not a small ball team. They're not a team that runs a lot. If you strike out too much, it could be a problem. That's the only thing that concerns me. But if they can get a lead early, let their starters sit back and relax, and it's a 2 nothing ball game in the third, you start to think about, okay, can we get this guy through seven? Then can we get the Strope Rondon and Chapman at the back end? You have a decided advantage. I, I mean, you'll hear the players say over. I totally agree with Cap on that. And the other thing I would just bring up is that you hear the players talk all the time about pitching and defense, right? It's what gets it done or doesn't get it done. The defense doesn't concern me whatsoever. But pitching is there a clear... has been so good to this point. Yeah. But, of course, at any point, Jake Arrieta could come out there and not have his stuff in game three. And then do you go to your middle relievers? Is that where you're looking at Mike Montgomery to come in and give you I – mean, I mean – God forbid that happened, but that's where I see the only breakdown, maybe. And, and we haven't seen it to this point, so why would you go there, right? But, like Cap always says, why go there? Enjoy this time. They've been so good to this point. Right. Why look at it negatively? I, I don't I agree with see you. any pitching going wrong, but it, there's the possibility. But is there a real clear – I mean, the Cubs statistically are better, but the Giants are right behind them pitching and fielding. Yep. I, I mean, it's really – I don't know if there is a clear advantage really on any – Offensively, the Cubs have an advantage. Giants are not a great offensive team. The Cubs are an elite offensive team. Elite, yeah, they've certainly scored a ton more runs. So, so if you can get the lead early, patient. I think the Giants could be in the, trouble. The Giants are able to hold you down, and you look up and you're down 3-1 to one in the 6. Well, watch out for Connor Gillespie, though. 
You Holy got Connor freaking Gillespie. Get on your soapbox now, guys. Tell that? us how much you like Connor Gillespie. No, I'm not <laughs> going to. T- I, well, I, I had a plenty of uh, you know issues with Connor Gillespie on the south side. He should have never hit two in his career. But I mean, what a story. I, I just. Cole, yeah. I, I well, have they, nothing. What, what he wasn't even to supposed say? to be in the lineup no. except they bring over the kid from Minnesota, Nunez, yeah. who gets hurt. He's struggling. They said, you know what, we're going to put Connor in there. He not only got the home run, he was two for four in the ball game. I think it's going to be interesting to see, and I'm, I'm looking past game one here, but Jeff Samarja pitching in game two in Chicago against at Wrigley Kyle Field Hendricks. against Kyle Hendricks. I just, that, that to me, that's the game that jumps off the I know a lot of people are looking at game three just because that's of Bumgarner, Arietta, sure. and it makes a lot of sense, but I look at game two because be you have Jeff Samarja and all of the 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 fun hooks with him you know the Cubs and was he going to be part of the rebuild and then no he was traded for Addison Russell and he was at the White Sox and now he's in San Francisco and he's pitching at Wrigley Field I'm sure he's gonna have a lot of family there Notre Dame guy Notre Dame guy there's so much there about Samarja and you have Kyle Hendricks I think a lot of people just go okay well Kyle Hendricks you know might be a Cy Young he is a Cy Young candidate but there's questions there, no? I mean, this is a big game. Well, until he proves on Correct. this stage. I think game two jumps off the page to me. Because Samarja well, could give him five earned. Especially if the Cubs are 0-1 going into game two. Yeah. I mean, it is a complete coin flip game in my opinion. I think Kyle Hendricks, you have to give the advantage to the Cubs in game two going in. Just because, I, I mean, Samarja's been pitching very well of late. He might be actually the Giants' best pitcher heading into the postseason. You're going to take Madison Bumgarner any day in a postseason game. But... You still, it's still Jeff Samarja. Like the first inning, I expect to see like a three spot because, yeah, every time he pitched with the White Sox, it was four nothing heading into the second. No question. It's so. good that a series like that has all these sidebar stories as Prediction, well. Prediction: What happens in the series? Uh, Cubs. Um, in how many? I'm gonna say, I think the Giants will get a game. I'm saying Cubs in five. I think this thing's going the distance. I think people are gonna sweat it out. Um, I do think that it's going to be a split series heading back to San Francisco, and everyone is going to point to Madison Bumgarner as winning game three. I'm not so sure to, to say that. I want to bring a, up something with that, too. I, I say know the we Cubs win in a sweep. Wow! I think they yeah, sweep the Giants. It. I really do. I think they take both games at Wrigley, and I think they go back and Bumgarner pitches his tail off, and the Cubs find a way to beat him. I got something to say. I got, yeah. Are we, we're going to break? Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Oh, we're wrapping it up. Okay, well then I want to throw yeah, something throw out your there point when it comes to Bumgarner. I, I do think last night when I saw 21 pitches through three, I know that the Cubs can do better than that. Like right. that, if the Mets had been able to make him work any harder earlier in the game, I think they would have gotten to the bullpen, and they didn't. I, I, I hands down think the Cubs will get to the They'll bullpen. They'll grind him up a little bit. And more. Yeah, exactly. And um, to what you were saying, just one more thing on, on Hendricks, uh, the stage is – a, obviously a bigger deal, something we haven't seen him mm-hmm. on yet. But if there is any pitcher on the staff who doesn't show emotion, even more so than Jake Arrieta, it's Kyle Hendricks. No doubt. Even if he's torn up inside with butterflies, you will see that same demeanor that we have seen all season long from Kyle Hendricks. The one I clear thing I, I wanted to say, I, I think it's going to be, I really do think it's going to be a great series. I think it might be the probably the most contested series the Cubs play. I'm, I'm going all the way to the World Series, in my opinion. Hmm. But the one thing that is clear and definitive that you can't argue is that the Cubs are the best team in baseball. It's hands down a non-debate, and I think a lot of people are just pointing to 2016 as Giants, 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 because it's an even year. I want to be clear, and I've I've given you a lot of pro-Giants statistics in this podcast, but 
the Cubs are the best team. They are the best team. They are the built the best. Yes. From top all the way down to the 25th man, this team is built to win, not a postseason series, but to win the whole flipping thing. And I think that this is a big series. I actually think that they'll embrace the fact that they get to play the Giants because you look at – you don't want people down the line going, oh, well, the Mets are banged up, this. Th- no excuses. You're getting the team. Beat the best. Beat the best. Beat the best. All the way to the end. All right. I say in three. Kelly says in four. Mm-hmm. Guff says in five. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to our first Cubs Talk podcast, Playoff Baseball, rock and rolling on CSN with our pregame, our postgame coverage, and the Cubs and the Giants game one Friday night at three. Subscribe. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.